Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to Coach's Corner. Uh, right now, we are in the middle of a tremendous uh, hurricane here on the East Coast, in case you haven't heard. I've been waiting for uh, Peter Shankman to call in, and so far I've been unable to get him to come onto the line. I don't know if there is a problem on his end. So at the moment, we're going to be hanging tight for a couple of minutes. If you'd like to call in and talk about the storm, I would be happy to hear from you. The number here is 646-929-2893. Here we go. Hello. Hello. Peter? Yeah. Oh, great. Here you are. How are you? A little bit, a little bit of good. A little bit of craziness here in Times Square. Sorry about that. It's, it's okay. So now I have to go back in time and, and, and do my introduction. <laughs> and then, so we're going to pretend we're just, this is now 9 o'clock. Okay. I'm going to start my, intro, I'm going to skip my own introduction, and I'm just going to introduce you if that's okay. Go you for could, it. You could just pretend you're, you're, you're in the uh, green room. Okay. Okay. My guest tonight is PR and social media maven Peter Shankman. Peter blames ADHD for most of his success. As a serial entrepreneur, Peter is best known for founding Help a Reporter Out, known as Harrow. Peter sits on the advisory board of NASA, is an entrepreneur in residence at Dell, and is a successful angel investor with multiple startup companies in his portfolio. He's executive producer on Right Next Door, a new film premiering soon. When he's not spending 90% of his time running through airports to catch a connecting flight, Peter is based in Times Square, New York. Currently lives in New York City with an overweight psychotic cat and a beautiful wife, and in his little spare time is a sub-four marathon runner, an Ironman, and B-licensed skydiver. You can learn more about Peter at petershankman.com and follow him, on, follow him on Twitter at Peter Shankman. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm really, really uh, excited to have you on my show. This is a really uh, awesome of you. Well, it's, uh, you picked a hell of a night for it, I'll tell you. I did. I actually intentionally said, I, you know, I think I'm going to have a hurricane and have Peter Shankman on my show at the same time. <laughs> and that seems to have worked out really well. So you're you're in Times Square, and uh, is, is it madness where you are? Well, I'm a block west of Times Square. I'm on 9th Avenue and 42nd. I'm on the 56th floor. And i got to tell you, I have not, and I've lived in New York all my life, I have not felt winds like this ever before. N- nor I. This is uh, definitely worse than than Irene. Oh, Irene was a Irene was a cakewalk compared to that. I'm looking at video right now on uh, New York One of millions of gallons of water just flooding into the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. It's incredible. Well, I, t- I was saying if if it gets up to I'm 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 up in the heights, about 180 feet above sea level, and if it floods yeah. here, it's probably the end of the world as we know it. More than likely. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm looking right now. It's one of my window. I'm looking out. Uh, to the Hudson River. I'm on Ninth Avenue, and the water has started to come in uh, off the. It looks like off the Hudson River. It's going down. It's going down 42nd Street. Wow. Um, the water's definitely come over the river, and it's, it's over the Western Highway. Pretty crazy. That, that's incre- incredible. We, and we just uh, lost the facade of a building down on in Chelsea. Yeah, I saw that. That was on uh, 15th Street, I think. And then, of course, that damn, that damn crane on 57th Street. Right, and I have a, I have a friend who's a block away on Sixth Avenue, and she's like, "That's just hanging there." Yeah, I can you see it from my apartment. I can see it from my apartment. Wow! There. And it, it's funny because it stopped raining. It's not raining where you are, is it? Uh, I can't really see rain. It's just just this incredible, incredible, it's incredible not wind. I wonder if we're like in the eye or something. I don't know. 
So just in case it is the, the, the end of the world, it's like what a way to go having Peter Shankman on my show. This is really, really <laughs> great. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, so first of all, I have to tell people, you know, the, the, your kind of generosity is one of the things I think that sets you apart from pretty much anybody out there. Thank you. Thank You're you. very welcome. I mean, you, you have like a way. I've seen the things. I've followed you on Twitter since the beginning. I was a Harrow member when it was a Facebook group. <laughs> so uh, when, when it's this, oh, this little thing I'll do until I figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life, you know. <laughs> And some of the things I've seen you do and say and your your willingness to, to put yourself out there, and certainly you've come to a point where you you don't have to do any of this stuff, and but you do, and I, I so appreciate that. You know, life's too short, man. You know, you, you, you're on this earth for such a small amount of time. It's like, you know, why – and pardon pardon me if I, if I say this in a family-rated show, but, you know, why use that time to be a dick? Why not just be a nice guy? Yeah, we usually say a Richard here on the show, but Dick is okay for, <laughs> just for tonight. You know, I just I just think that, you know, if you have the opportunity to be a nice person, you know, it's in your best interest to do so. Um, you know, I, I keep having this conversation with my wife because um, we got into an argument today because I don't even know why. I'm just going to assume that I did something stupid because that's usually why. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I said to her, I said, you know, you're right. I'm wrong. And I apologize. And I just, it's, it's just easier, it's easier to be nice than than try to force yourself to be, it's easier to be nice than to be right. Being right doesn't matter that much, you know? And it's just easier to be a nice guy. And if it's, if, if I happen to be a nice guy, I, li- I like to help people if I can, great, everyone wins. And, and that might, that might have been actually the best marital advice that anybody's ever heard, too. <laughs> I could be I could be wrong, but I think so. So I'd like to give, first of all, if you could give me an idea how how does how does a guy like you get started? Like where did where, where did you come from? What what created Peter Shankman? <laughs> I always thought for years that I was hatched. No, I am um, I'm a, a product of two public school teachers, mm-hmm. um, and I am also a public school kid. So I was a I was a New York City public school kid my whole life. Um, I. My first job, uh, I got very lucky, and I wound up uh, becoming one of the founding editors of the America Online Newsroom. Mm. So when I did that, uh, that was incredible. Um, had a blast. And uh, from that, you know, continued to, to sort of grow and, and, and do different things. I, my, my logic was always, when I worked at AOL, it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And so every job I've taken, I've always gone in with the premise that if it's fun, I'm going to do it. If I'm not having fun doing it, there's a problem. Right. And I've always been talking like that. And it's just always seemed to work that way. Did you know a woman named Andrea Stone? I don't. Okay. Uh, I think she did some work for AOL. She worked for... Um, uh, USA Today for many years. Uh, yeah, I was there now, in the but... 90s. It was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty early back then. Yeah. No, I was. I was. They called me a charter member of AOL. Uh-huh. I had one of these charter member cards. Oh yeah. You, you know, with the you know, you are a you are a geek. Uh, welcome to AOL. Yeah. With no the that. I was. I was. Uh, at one point, I actually had the screen name Peter at AOL dot com. Wow. Which is pretty awesome. Well, my my last screen name at AOL, I think you'll get a kick out of. If you can imagine, if Mel Gibson were on the Flintstones, he would be 
Mel Gibstone. So that was <laughs> that was my screen name at AOL. <laughs> Love it. So your your you started um, your first business was what? Um, the first company I started was a PR firm. It was called uh, the Geek Factory. Speaking and of geeks. We, I'm sorry. I said speaking of geeks. Speaking of geeks, and we um, we worked with um, God, what did we do? We worked with uh, tech companies. So we had uh, Napster was a client. Uh, Juno, Juno Online Services. Um, you know, all those different types of clients uh, worked with us. Um, all the tech companies back in the dot com day. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. And uh, did that for about three years. Mm-hmm. Sold, sold that agency to a larger um, to a larger uh, firm. And then my goal was to take a year off and do nothing. So I packed a bag. I uh, went to Asia. Uh, that lasted two weeks, and then was bored senseless. Uh, realized I didn't know how to relax. Right. So came back. To New York and started consulting. Okay. And my consulting led to um, God, it, it led to tons of different clients and doing a lot of fun. It was a blast. Uh, but it really got to the point where it was like, um, you know, I was I was doing a lot and I was traveling a lot and and was constantly talking to reporters and sources and all that and had this idea. You know, reporters would constantly call me and they'd say, Hey, who do you know? I'd say, oh, call this guy, call that guy. But the reporter's request got more and more varied to the point where I didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and it started taking my entire day. I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this. So I was able to um, put together the Facebook group, as you mentioned. And the Facebook group led to Harrow. And here's where we are. Now, when you started the Facebook group, group, group the Facebook group, it, it seemed to me at the time that this was like just something you were kind of doing that wasn't even – a big idea. It was like, I know these people. I know you, you guys. I thought I'd start a group and just connect everybody. That's exactly it. It was the easier way for me to keep helping all these journalists without taking the entire day. And then you, you know, I remember there started coming in some pressure from like the the existing kind of companies that do that sort of thing for a whole lot of money for people. It what I, what I realized when I started it was that. You know, a lot of people really, really got use out of it, and we blew mm-hmm. past the amount of people we could keep on the Facebook group in about a month, a month and a half. Yeah, that was that was actually uh, uh, rather astounding. It's crazy. I couldn't believe it. So, yeah. You know, by the that, way, my, I first met you or first connected with you when you were in that one year off period. Really? Yes. Yeah. We connected on on Quentin's friends. That's right, of course. Yes, back in the day. Yeah, which is uh, an amazing, amazing group in itself. This, which is, uh, I wish we were a lot bigger, but it was, it's been yep. very valuable for me. Yep, no question. Yeah, I found it's funny. Um, my best friend in the world is my best friend because a girl who he was dating at the time, when he wasn't living here, she needed a a, a desk put together. And I got the post on Quentin's in 06, and I went over to her place and helped her put together a desk. And then, like, a year later, met this boyfriend, and they're married now, and he's now my best friend. Crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, and by the way, you know, this is actually a, a full circle thing. My first contact with you was you put out uh, a a post on Quentin's when you were obviously very bored, 
And you're going, yeah. you know, I have all this time. I'm trying to think, you know, I, I want to do something. Uh, you know, if you need, uh, if you have any ideas, you want to run past me, I'm happy to help you. If you uh, want me to take your picture, I'm happy to do that for you. You know, it was, it, these are the things I like to do. It, it's, you know, and, and it's always been that way. I think that, and I think that comes down a lot also to being, to being incredibly, um, incredibly uh, um, ADHD, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. You always need something to do. Um, you know, bad things happen to me if I have too much time on my hands. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you know, that's how I started skydiving. Um, you know, I, I have a rule that I, if, when I go to speak in Vegas, uh, I won't spend more than, uh, you know, more than um, uh, two days there. Right. Like, it has to be, it has to be in my, like, it's in my um, uh, uh, contract. Yes. And I won't spend more than two days there. So, well, it's... That- it, it, it's pretty insane, you know. So I, I I like doing things. I think, and I think one of the reasons I do is because um, I know that uh, the more the busier I stay, the less trouble I'm going to get into. Now you went, you got into skydiving, and that of course was is a big part of your identity. Before you were you were at Peter Shankman, you were at Skydiver. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell me a little bit about that. I started jumping. My first jump was in 2000 as a publicity stunt. We took 150 CEOs skydiving at an event we called Web Dive. Um, and we had, a, you know, everyone lived and everyone had a blast. And it's all those jokes that, like, um, um, you know, you put 100 guys into a room with, like, a bag of cocaine. 99 of them will do it and leave and not want to do it again. That one guy... <laughs> You know, will become addicted. I, I, I'm not one guy. Uh, fortunately, it's skydiving. Right. You know, not drugs. So I, I come out of this one jump like, wow, I got to do that again. You know, and uh, I wanted to do two jumps that day. And, you know, it took about five years until I jumped again. But once I did, got my license and uh, just fell in love with it. Fell in love with it. So I have about 300 jumps now. Mm-hmm. And love it. And what's, love the, it. what's the highest point you've ever jumped from? Uh, 28,000 feet. Wow. So how, how long were you in the air free falling? That was two minutes, 20, no, two, two, 19, two eighteen, something like that, a free fall time. Wow. And are you one of those uh, Go camera guys, uh, whatever you call it? Oh, yeah, I have a GoPro. I actually know the founder of GoPro. I met him at a conference when he was just starting to use GoPro, like when he just created it. And um, uh, I um, I remember we talked, and he's like, "Oh, you're a skydiver. I'll send you one." He sent me one, and you know, compared to like the other skydivers out there with like ten thousand, fifty thousand jumps, I'm this crappy little skydiver with like three hundred jumps who sucks in the air, and yet I was the first one to use a GoPro in, in free fall. Wow, you know, it's it's really funny. Now you actually have because of like who you are and the things you do, you wind up getting connected to these uh, really phenomenal product lines. Um, I, I because of you, I have a Scotty vest. There the you go. Yeah, love my Scotty vest. Yeah, that's like I probably wear that. Uh, you know, at certain points of the year, I wear. I only have one at the moment. I, eventually, I'm going to get more, but I probably wear that like this time of year almost every day. It's all full of stuff. It is the great. I love those. I really do. I I have one that I use specifically for planes. I, I live and 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 I live on that thing. 
Yeah, now you are. Yeah, you're a guy who spends a tremendous amount of time of the year. Have you gotten the, the guy with the mustache pilot to come down and sit next to you? Right <laughs> no, but I did make something called Global Services on United, which is uh, their invite-only level of elite status, which is kind of nice. Um, that's where they call you and they say, "Okay, you're you're this, you're this guy." You know, I'm I'm the guy that they that they hold the uh, they hold the plane for if I'm if I'm running late. Wow. I try not to do that because that's just. You know, you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> then you have to go, no, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It's like the other guy. He's not making it. I was, trying to, I was on a connection once. My connection came in late. They held the plane to me. And I walk on and, like, you know, 200 pair of eyes are just, like, all wishing me dead. <laughs> mm. Wow. So I get the idea, you know, this is, I, of course, I'm an outside observer. From my point of view, I see you and I think everything you, tur- you touch turns to gold. Is that true? No. No, uh, no. If, the, if that were the case, um, uh, if that were the case, would be a lot richer. No, I, I think that at the end of the day, if you do things that you love to do, you will automatically do them better mm-hmm. because you, you want to invest more in them. You want to invest more time and more, you know, more ability. Um, so I've chosen to do things that I like doing. You know, and that, that, that changes things. That makes you work better, I think. And so if I've had success, I think it's because of that. Well, where, where haven't you had success? Um, I had a company between the Geek Factory and, and Harold called Air, Air Productions. And Air Productions was designed to um, let you choose your seatmates before you get on the airplane. And I got up, up to about 50,000 members, but... I was probably about five years early um, mm-hmm. in terms of, I did it in 2005, but I did it in 2010, you know, it would have been this incredible new time because I could have just back-ended it into Facebook. Right. And it would have been awesome. Um, instead, you know, I made the mistake of, it was five years too early, and so the, the project, I sold it, but I didn't make any money. You know, I made a couple of bucks off it, nothing major, nothing like I could have done it now. You know, so it was really a um, – I, I wouldn't I, – anything you learn from, I believe that anything you learn from is not a failure. So what, know, what's the greatest lesson that you learned from this failure? Timing. You know, just because it's a great idea doesn't mean that it's the right time for it. Mm-hmm. So I think that at that point, definitely. So tell me, um, you know, your social media style, I think is, you know, it's very much who you are. I don't think there's anybody else out there like you, and it definitely works. But how would you describe your style? Um, strange. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, you know, it, 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 I'm very open uh, with my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I enjoy being um, uh, sort of – I tell people I'm an open book, but it's not that open. You know, I'm not this – I'm not this um, – uh, I, I was talking – before I got married, um, people would say to me, oh, you know, you're this, you're this open book, and, and, and I don't want to be as public as you, and blah, blah, blah. And I'd say, I'd say, I'm not as public as you think I am. I said, you guys, you guys know – 
as much or as little as I want you to know. Right. No, we know everything about you. And I, you know, and I say, okay, am I straight or gay? <laughs> and they can't, and I said this in conferences, and they can't answer it. Because up until the time I got married, they had no idea. Well, after all, you have a cat, and you're worried about if you were fat <laughs> in this. I, well, I said that. I said, I, said, I said, you don't know. And I said, the closest you'll ever come to knowing is that I once went to a George Michael concert. Even that's ambiguous. Mm. <laughs> you know, it comes down to the fact that I tell people exactly as much as I want to tell them. Now, that doesn't mean I, I do share a lot. There's no question about that. But, you know, there's a lot more that people don't know about. So I think that I'm very open, and I like being very open. But that certainly doesn't mean um, – uh, that I share my entire life. And the interesting thing is my wife is the exact opposite. Mm. She is incredibly closed off. Um, you know, she has a Facebook page, but she's very, very selective about what she posts. She is, uh, uh, if I get one photo of her a year um, with me, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. But she, she, she's just very private, more of a private person. And so, it's interesting in that regard how how we connect, you know, how we work together. It, it it's definitely a um, uh, a fun yet different uh, environment. It reminds me of you know when Howard Stern was married to his first wife, and he would yep. be telling everything, and he's like, yep. she's like, come, Howard, come on, you're killing me. I would be I I would be divorced. I would, she would divorce me in twenty five seconds. If I started telling half the stuff that uh, you know that happened, and, and I've learned, because in my you know, my world is pretty much I just I tell everyone everything. You know, I'm very open. I right. It's it, 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 it's how I live. And so, um, to 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 learn that you don't share everything, and that's not what you do. You know, it has been an interesting lesson for me. And it's been a, at times, a very tough lesson to learn. Um, you know, and I'm doing it, I'm learning it, you know, because I love, I, I, I love her and I, I want to do the right thing. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting lesson to learn. When, you, when you're used to sharing everything and you're a very public person, mm-hmm. it's, it's an interesting lesson when you're, when you're with someone. You know, you have to learn what, what matters. Well, I'll tell you though. I I'm, I have often found myself tweeting and thinking, like, yeah, what would Shankman say right now? <laughs> I'm serious. I have like, tried, like oh, let me let me go that direction and just see how that works. I've I've learned to stop. Um, I've learned to stop uh, um, myself more often than not when I'm about to tweet something. I've learned to stop myself and say, you know what? Do I really want to say that? Will anyone else but me find this fun? <laughs> you know, sure. And and discretion. If you have to have one thing in social media, the best thing in the world to have is discretion. I really, I really believe that. Well, especially now, everything you have ever said can come back to, to haunt you. Oh my God, no question. About it. And, and you know, it, it affects every portion of your life. And the things that you do online will affect you forever and ever and ever. And and you just. There are so many people who just who don't get that, who don't see that, you know, and they they they, they put stuff out there and they talk about stuff. And I'm like, my God, guys, do you realize that this is, you know, this is 30 years from now, you know, when you're trying for your last job of your life, this is going to still be there. 
Right. You know, when someone Google when, you, when your son's girlfriend Google's your name, fifty years down, this is what you're going to find. You know, do you want that? Be careful, God said. Yes, yeah, it's there forever. It's certainly impacting things like our our uh, campaigns or our politics. And the fact that now, within two seconds, you know uh, whether or not someone's telling the truth or lying. You know, I remember when we found out that Paul Ryan, when he said he ran like a 258 marathon. <laughs> that, that was the best. That was and the best thing ever. Seconds, I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> you know, it's crazy like, stuff. It's like, gets, you know, if you remember Maxwell Smart, you know, would you believe I, <laughs> I did a under three minute marathon? <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. So what are some of your, um, you know, speaking of influence, so first I'm going to get back to you and influence, but I'd like to know what are some of your influences? Good question. Um, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm attracted to anyone in business who's not afraid of taking risks. Um, you know, I love how Richard Branson started his career. Um, he'd get arrested, he'd get, he'd get in trouble for doing this, doing that. I love that. That ability to just take that chance is is, is awesome. Um, we see that all the time. Uh, who else? Who else does incredible things? Who I really like. Um, you know, I, I love I love following intelligent people who uh, who just have brilliant things to say. You know, there's um there's a woman who um a woman named uh, Sally Khan who is on, uh, she's, a, she's a Fox News contributor, Democrat, uh, uh, lesbian woman, um, Fox News contributor. Mm-hmm. The balls on this woman, you know, to go into the lion's den like that. Right. I love, I love anyone who has that, that uh, talent and that ability and that, that, that gutsiness to say, you know what, I don't care what anyone else thinks. I'm going to do it. Now, I, I, when I watch some of the things you say, uh, in addition to these kind of areas, I, I notice you're definitely you're what I would definitely call an '80s guy. <laughs> no doubt. I, like I, you know, uh, a guy who's just about your age, um, Seth MacFarlane, Family Guy. Oh, yeah. I get the feeling like you guys might have grown up together. <laughs> we do have a lot in common, um, except yeah, I think he's worth about. Forty-six million dollars more than me, um, but yeah, definitely a uh, definitely an '80s kid. Uh, you know, grew up. I mean, I was eight to eighteen in the '80s, so right. that's pretty much yeah. You know, that, that, that's a given. Um, it was a great decade. It was a just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun things to do in the '80s. And any of that stuff that has shaped you? I have no question about it. I mean, I went to high school of performing arts. Um, you know, and just had a blast. Uh, running around New York City. I mean, this is this was pre, um, this was pre nine eleven, of course. So you know, you could do the most fun with anything. Well, this is school. This was a school in like Glee, in other words. It was a fame school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And you could go to anywhere you wanted, um, walk into any building in the city, do anything you want. And it was a blast because you, you just you know, I was a, I was a vocal major. So I sang, but I used to hang out with drama majors all the time. So we'd go and we'd, um, we'd uh, you know, put on. I had a friend um, named Andrew, and we used to go 
you had the double-decker tour buses in the 80s that, that, you know, took all the people from, like, Asia and everywhere all around New York City. We would, we'd know where those buses would be, and when they, when, as they were stopping uh, to let tourists take pictures of things, we'd fake a mugging. So, like, he would mug me or I would mug him, and we'd do it so that the tourists would get these tremendous photos and would go back to, like, China or Utah and be like, look, look, we saw a mugging in New York. <laughs> Oh, that's great. The cops knew what we were doing. They didn't care. Oh, my God. We we just had so much fun. Oh, that's awesome. So I think that that level of of, uh, uh, creativity Mm -hmm. has always been a part of of my life. And uh, I like things that are funny. I like things that uh, make people laugh, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... It is. It, it it makes perfect sense that that I, I I am the way I am now. You know, I was all all uh, uh, raised on that you know fun little level of insanity. Right. right. Now you're. I know you're a big fan. You're you're involved now uh, on the board with NASA. So you're a big fan of the space program, NASA, and all that kind of thing. I really am. I wish I was smart enough to do it. You know, it's like if you can't be smart enough to be in uh, space. The best thing you can do is be on the board of space. And can you see yourself getting, you know, being one of those guys who buys a uh, trip to space? Oh, in a heartbeat. Oh. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I, the funny thing is, I did the zero G flight several years ago, mm-hmm. um, and thought, oh, I'm a skydiver. This will be awesome. And it started doing parabolas and 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 you know, um, going weightless, and then it getting like three or four Gs and going back to weightless. And after a bunch, after about Three of these, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of done here. <laughs> it was nowhere near as much fun as I thought it would be. It was, uh, it was a blast, but it was, it was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually went to to your first adult space camp in 1987. How fun! It was uh, quite a quite an event. And I, by the way, and I went posing as a member of the media. <laughs> I went for for absolutely zero dollars. My mom worked for Viacom and gave me this lead, and I. Made this That's amazing awesome. weekend out of it. I still have a flight suit from that weekend. <laughs> That's very cool. There was a um, there was a, a media space camp a couple of years ago that I did. That was a blast. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a media space camp, and that was the first. They were launching it for adults. At that point, it had only been for children, for you know, kids and teenagers. Yep. So That's very cool. I want to get back to the idea of like influence. You are certainly a, a man of influence. That means when you say things, people tend to pay attention. Okay, I mean, you know, it's funny. I, I, I guess, but it's, it's really funny. You, you, I still to this day am floored by that. You know, I'm sitting in this apartment with an overweight cat, and I'm just like, I, how the hell did I become this influential person? I'm just a guy in his apartment who wishes he had pizza right now. And yet, here you are. I mean, when you say something... Now, let, let me put it to you this way. If I were to come off of a flight and say, boy, I, I wish Morton could come and meet me at, at the plane with a steak, I would get a, dear Mr. Poritz, thank you for your interest in Morton's. Here's 10% off your next uh, steak. You know, look, let, let, let's talk about that. I, they are, Morton knows who I am. They follow me. I'm a very good Morton customer also. Aha, okay. So that, you know, they have a great customer, uh, um, a CSR system. Mm-hmm. You know, their customer service and their customer response 
and their customer CRM system, their customer management system is spectacular. So, you know, they are very aware of who I am. And they, they did it just – I'm sure it had something to do with that, my followers and all that. But it was also just as important for them because they knew that it would, it would guarantee that I kept going back. Sure. You know, so, yeah, that was definitely a, um, uh, a factor as well. But, yeah, that was pretty fun. Now, is it, by any chance, did anybody have a picture of the look on your face when that happened? It's on the website. Oh, is it? Okay. It, yeah, it's, it's on the on, on shankman.com. When I wrote the story about it, it's just, I'm, I'm just looking at this guy in, in complete and utter awe when I realized who he was and what he was doing there. Yeah, I've and never seen the picture. I've read said, the story, though, of course, but I, I never saw that picture. Yeah, I mean, the first that's the first thing I said was, was holy, you know, I can't believe I got to take a picture of this. Like almost immediately, that was the first thing I said. Right. No, but the picture is is the look on your face. Yeah, the look on my face was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's you got this waiter standing there, and I'm I'm just sort of, <laughs> you know, staring at him with this with this look of, of ridiculously ridiculous awe. Yeah, it was wow. crazy. That is all. Now, has anything else of that nature happened? Um. Think. I've done, you know, I've gotten some interesting stuff. I've had some fun stuff, but you know, I, I, I don't. I also don't necessarily. I'm not a huge fan of like people that use their celebrity and use their fame or whatever. And I use that word very lightly, you know, to get free stuff. Sure. Um, you know, most of the stuff that I do, it, it, some of the stuff I've done, for me, is more experiential. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get invited to tour an amusement park before it opens. You know, uh, that was awesome. So I got yeah. to bring my dad, you know, and we, we got to have a blast doing that. Um, so, you know, I'm going uh, this weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm flying on United's first 787 flight. You know, it's the first Dreamliner flight they mm. have. Um, so they invited me to come on that. You know, so I love experiences because, you know, anyone can go out and buy something. Experiences sure. are a lot harder to get. Whoa, big, big. Faster, first the wind just kicked in. Sorry about that. No, that's um, okay. There's there's my ADHD, as you as you know. <laughs> oh, a penny. Oh my God, I've been because there are these um there are these uh uh, uh across the um across the river in 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 Jersey, you're seeing all these um all these uh, transformers blow up. So it's like, ooh shiny, ooh shiny, ooh shiny. <laughs> Oh, that's so, that's so awesome. So um, now we've only had uh, social media for really a few years, and it, it obviously it's made a huge impact in, in the world. So where do you see it going? Um, I think it's going to be more about um, you know the concept of going on Facebook and things like that. I, I think it's going to be these are things that we're doing on a regular basis, not just because we really give a crap what, you know, our Aunt Rose is doing, but because it's going to directly impact our lives um, in terms of, for instance, if, if, you know, as soon as I can be checked in at a restaurant on Facebook Places mm-hmm. and in doing so get 10% off my meal automatically, that's going to directly affect my life. 
you know, when the tipping point will become, the tipping point will come as more and more people start seeing Facebook as a way to benefit their life, not just to find out what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so in like, if I go to somewhere and I get money off or I get, um, um, you know, someone, someone, uh, what, you know, whatever the case may be, I get, I get a 20% discount or I get uh, treated better or this or that. That's how social is really going to, that's when the tipping point's going to hit. You know, I, I recently... We're starting, see, we're starting to see more of that now. So, you know, one of the things I've noticed, you know, they have this new thing on Facebook with the sponsored posts where, you know, so you, would you like to sponsor, would you like to, to sponsor this thing for seven bucks? And, yep. and now, to me, I, I kind of felt like that might, might, that might be the jump the shark moment. Not necessarily. I mean, I think that, look, they, they, there's no question Facebook has not figured out how to convert revenue, uh, especially mobile. That has to happen. Um, so what they need to do is they need to, A, figure that out, and then, B, figure out how to do it in such a way that it's not intrusive. Once they figure out a way to do it how it's not intrusive and it actually benefits you, mm-hmm. you know, once an ad benefits you more so than it's a, um, more so than, than it's an intrusive ad, that's when, it, that's when you want to use it. Well, so I'm seeing... I'm seeing that I'll have. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to see that happen. Well, I mean, I know, like from my point of view, when I see the word "sponsored post," I'm not. I'm actually not interested. Right. I, I would rather it be transparent. Like I, I, I wouldn't sponsor a post of something really interesting. I had to say if, if it's going to say "sponsored post" under it. Exactly. I, I would pay for it to be. Maybe I would pay for it to be uh, more prominent. But I don't want you to see. You know, this dork paid money for you to see this. Now, there definitely need to be better ways. And they'll get there. They'll get there. But they're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. So let's get back Let's get back to Harrow, because that, that's a pretty big thing. Okay. So you know, a little bit of the arc of Harrow from the point where it, where it really took off until the point where uh, all of a sudden uh, somebody wants to spend a, a good amount of money to buy it from you. Oh, and make and make you the vice president at the same time. <laughs> Which is, by the way, that's like the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I got, you know, again, I got very lucky with it, but, but how was designed to help people. Mm-hmm. And when you create something that people want to use because it's, benefit, it's, it's beneficial, mm-hmm. then you have a much better chance of... Um, uh, people tend to like what you created if it, if it benefits them. And so as it benefits them, um, the more they do, the more they're willing to promote it. Harold was never promoted at all by me. Gee, that, okay, I'm, I'm, NBC just showed a shot of that crane. I swear to God that thing was going to fall any second. <laughs> I can't believe it's still up in the air. Um, you know, when, when, you, when you create something that benefits people, they want to do your PR for you. Every time someone gets a story placed in Harrow, mm-hmm. they go out and they tell the world about it. They post that story on Facebook and they show everyone about it. So if you can um, create something that people want to talk about, they're going to do their work. They're going to do your work for you. They're going to do your PR. Gonna, and and that's, 
how Harrow was brought to the attention of uh, Vocus, and they wound up acquiring me, was they said, no, we, we see what this guy is doing, and we've used it, and it's mm. beneficial. It's like we, we, we're not just a, a customer, we're also the president kind of a thing. That uh, yeah, they're exactly. called tremendous. Exactly. They're kind of a client. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's really funny. So, um, yeah, it's a good, it's, you know, again, got lucky. It's a good time, and, and we're doing we're doing well. Harrow, Harrow was acquired. Yeah, it's still going strong. It's good stuff. You know, is your, is your imprint still there the way that it was? Yes and no. Um, you know, they will never charge. It'll always, it'll always be free. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, there are, um, there are um, different packages now. Okay. Premium packages that allow for like mobile messaging alerts and things like that. But um, you know, it is it is very much there are uh, uh, the, the initial. The initial ideas of what I built will always stay there. It'll be free. You can use it for as long as you want. Never mm-hmm. pay for it. Uh, be nice to someone else. You know that's always been my concept. Be nice to someone. You know, do something good uh, for for um, someone else. And it really is. You know, again, it's something we talked about at the very beginning. You know, just try to do good things. But you actually just reminded me of something that you once uh, shared on Facebook, and you go, "I am, I am so doing this." And you read about somebody who had paid for the toll for the guy behind them. Yep, I do it all the time. I, um, I usually, I always, at least once a week, I'll buy a Starbucks for someone behind me or a Dunkin' Donuts, or whatever, just for fun. That is so great. And it's it's fun to see people's reaction, and you know, I'll, I'll usually buy a go out of the store and then just sort of watch the window. And they'll be like, um, like, dude, it was so nice of you. Thank you so much. You know, life's too short not to be right. nice, you know. But uh, just uh, going back there for a second. So, um, your, uh, but your imprint on Harrow, when I, uh, I actually haven't seen it in a while. I, I don't know, know what, why I just stopped getting it, but um, it was always the three times a day we'd get this thing that you were all over it. Your, your personality was in it. Is that still the case? Yes and no. Not really as much anymore because it's not, it's not about me anymore. Sure. You know, when I had 500 people there, they all knew me. It was about me. Right. It's not about me now. It's about, you know, it's about 300,000 people getting publicity alerts. Mm-hmm. No one gives a crap that I'm flying to L.A. today, you know? So for me, it's really time to, to uh, sort of, I, it was time to let that go. Ah, Okay. Months. A few months ago, and I did. I have editors now who write to Harrow. It's not about you know, it's not about me anymore. Well, that's what I loved uh, about about it, uh, being you know, getting that every day. Even if I wasn't going to be anybody's source, I go, well, that, that's, I really like that. that. That always stood out for me. Yeah, it's just you know, again, it's just not, it's not. Um, you know, I think if, if you get to the point where you're where you're, um, you want to be useful. But sure. you also have to realize it's become it's become bigger than you. Yeah, absolutely. You know that that's huge for me, and so it became bigger than me. And and what is what is the the focus of Vocus? Well, Vocus is a is a marketing services company, and they have a company they have a a, um, a, a small business marketing suite that um, really any small business in the world can use. 
Um, that includes Harrow, PRWeb, um, um, uh, North Social, which is social media monitoring, eye contact for email. Oh, yeah, I've used that. Yeah, all these really good things. And, and it basically allows anyone to do it in 10 minutes, uh, to do their marketing every, you know, all day in 10 minutes. Wow. So it's really, it, 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 it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. Yeah, I wasn't that familiar with it other than that you're there. Yeah, so they're a really good company, and, and I, I believe they have a spectacular model and um, a model that is also very, very beneficial uh, to the small business because there are so many small businesses out there who, um, uh, you know, really could be doing so much better if they knew how to market themselves. I got a question from the uh, chat room for you. Okay. Okay. What is what is life like being so bold? What would you say the best and the worst experience so far has been? Would you say to someone who wants to live a lo- uh, live a life much bolder than they do now? Well, I guess that's kind of a, if you can figure yeah. out the question in there. It's a good question. I think the best answer I can give to you. Is, hey, my cat just walked over to say hi. I think the best answer I give you is just. Try one small thing a day. One little thing. It could be something as simple as taking a different route home. You know, or it doesn't have to be these incredible bold steps, you know, but write it down. Say you're going to do it and do it. You see, you see, um, uh, you know, for me, a pro example is I decided I wanted to start running. Mm-hmm. and I don't know how to run. I didn't know how to run, so I started walking. And I started walking faster. And one day I found myself running. And it sounds incredibly stupid, mm-hmm. but that's how these things happen. Started out with one small step from in. One small thing a day and mm-hmm. moving forward from that. And now you're this... You'll be amazed how quickly you can... Uh, your world can grow from that. And now you've taken that running to to the point where you're doing triathlons. Yeah, I did my first Ironman about two years ago. Uh, I did another half Ironman this year. I'll probably do another one, another half Ironman next year. I really do enjoy it, but it uh, does take a lot of your time, a lot out of your life uh, for training, you know. And I have, um, I have, um, you know, I'm married now. Uh, which which means I'm, I'm pretty much not, not allowed to do much of anything. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, there's going to be some uh, there's going to be some time when uh, I'm sure I'll be able to do it probably next year or something like that. But you know, you you, you got to uh, you got to um, really your time has to be uh, managed sort of the best way you can, whatever's most important, you know. You're, are you still allowed to jump out of planes? You know, it's interesting. I am for now. Mm-hmm. And we'll have to see how long that lasts. Yes, that's definitely, uh, <laughs> that's definitely something you have to get past the, the other person. Yeah, I, um, you know, and, and, and of course I can't lie. You know, where are you going today? I'm going to the mall. <laughs> with with a this? really giant uh, parachute. <laughs> yes. The mall is really high up. You know <laughs> You kind of can't, you can't, you can't fake that stuff. So you got to be honest. 
you know, that would that would be bad. Wow. Um, so I want to hear a little. And since you've done so much traveling, what's a, a couple of the most amazing things you've seen in your travels? Um, about two years ago, three years ago, maybe I was watching. I was in Thailand. I was in Phuket, Thailand, on the day of the Super Bowl, and the manager of the hotel knew I was in Thailand and I knew I was, I was from New York and wanted to watch the game. And he set up a suite in the hotel with food and beverages and things like that. And there's me and one other American in the hotel. And at three in the morning, um, our time, he called to wake us up so we could watch the pregame show. Mm. And at 6 a.m., you know, at 6.30 in the morning in Thailand, we're sitting in this gorgeous suite uh, out by the pool with this giant flat-screen TV, drinking beers and eating burgers at 6.30 in the morning, watching the Super Bowl from the U.S. Uh, by the satellite TV. It was, it was just an amazing moment. Uh, I think it's funny that that's uh, in your list of things that you've seen in the rest of the world, what you've seen is back here. But, you know, and it, it's not, yes, but it's not as simple as that. And, by the way, I should just mention that there's a good possibility now I might lose power. We just, uh, East 39th Street to the lower tip of Manhattan is out. Oh, wow. So if all of a sudden you lose me, I'm, chances are I'm not dead, I've probably just lost power. Uh, are you, what kind of a phone are you on right now? Uh, right now I'm calling you via Skype. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. So you're not, you're on a computer phone. Yeah, so if, I'm, if I do lose you, I can, I'll call you back uh, via my cell. Oh, it's not, it's not a laptop? It is a laptop, but the laptop is connected to it, – it runs on Wi-Fi, and the Wi-Fi is connected to the router. Uh, the router. Oh, uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a scientist. <laughs> you know, I mean, there are, there are other amazing things um, that I – I mean, I remember – oh, God, in just, in just various places I go. I love going to uh, just wonderful um, um, uh, small little towns. You know, I was in Nebraska last week, mm-hmm. and driving through the small little town of Nebraska, and it was it was amazing. It was beautiful. Um, it's this place where you want to go, and you want to be able to, uh, uh, you know, you know that you could buy eighty four thousand acres of property of 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 of, of property there. Conrad explosion in Lower Manhattan. Okay, that explains why. Uh, yep, that explains why the east side is out. Oh. A massive. Yeah, CNN is showing a massive explosion in Lower Manhattan. Uh, I guess a transformer or something like that. But wow. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm just going to assume that based on that, we're probably going to lose power as well, uh, because now our our power your, light, your lights are flickering. Yeah, and this well, on this side they have to cover. Now they have to do double duty, so I don't know if we can be able to hold it. But anyway, I'll keep talking to you until we do. But, um, okay. you know, so you find these small little towns, like Nebraska and things like that, and they're amazing, you know, and it's the middle of nowhere. And it, it's just, it's so different than what you're used to, mm-hmm. you know. And so for me, that's awesome. Being able to find these, these, uh, these little things are just different than what I know is really just such a cool way to live. 
I, there's a great quote that says, um, the world is a book, and those who don't travel only read one page. Wow. Yes, that is a great quote. Who, who said that? No idea, but I love it. That was Mr. No Idea with his great quote. <laughs> Chinese guy. Reminds you, a friend of mine, <laughs> a friend of mine posted something a couple of days ago. He has, says, I have no idea who Christian Mingle is, but he's constantly asking me out. <laughs> Good old Christian Mingle. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hear from them too, and I'm Jewish. But what do you? What, what, could, you, what could you do? They, yeah, I guess, they're going to convert me uh, uh, by email. So, uh, since we're considering that it's a, almost the end of the world as we know it, apparently with the continent exploding and things bursting in midair, and it's not the Fourth of July. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to first of all thank you so much for being on my show tonight. We only have a, a few minutes left anyway, so it's actually okay. Okay. So, uh, why don't you, uh, just real quick, what's next for you? Good question. You know, I have a lot of things in the pipeline. Um, I am currently having fun. I'm trying to figure out what's next. I'm, right now, like I said, married about nine months, ten months, so working on being a better husband right now, trying to figure out how to, how to be a good husband, how to learn how to be married. Um, mm-hmm. that is, that is a very, 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 very much a full-time job. Um, I am. I'm working. My next book comes out April second. It's called A Nice Company's Finished First: um, Why Why Cutthroat Management Is Over and Collaboration Is In. And you can actually find that on Amazon. It's available for pre-order. Oh, great! I'm going to add that link to the uh, to my show page. Yeah, please do. Yeah, uh, you can find it through Shankman.com or through Amazon. And uh, so that that's going to be you know to be buy a book tour for that things like that. So you know, good stuff right now. That's awesome. So once again, I'll thank you for for being on the show with me. You've really, uh, you know, made my day, on a, and especially on a day like today, it's a really good thing to do. I'm happy to do it. Well, thank you very much, Peter, and we will be back here in a week. And everybody, please stay safe if you're here on the East Coast. Indeed. Thank you. Indeed. Thanks and, and good night. Up, uh, oh, sorry. Up there in Washington Heights. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Talk soon. Good night. Bye-bye.